Hi, everyone. Welcome to A Word About Wealth, a podcast where we tackle the often complicated world of money and wealth. My name is Kevin. And I'm Van. What we do here on this podcast is take a common sense approach to money. We'll do our best to build a solid foundation, dive into complicated terms and examples, and help everybody understand some new topic about wealth that we're going to be talking about. So our ultimate goal here is to really help you build that wealth. Okay, and I uh, just want to make something clear here, Kevin. Actually, oh, yes. to, to everyone here, actually. <laughs> we, we're actually not financial advisors, nor do we pretend to be. And everything that we share on this podcast should just be for general entertainment and education and uh, should not be misconstrued as financial guidance. But if you have any questions and you want to reach out to us, you can always reach us at awordaboutwealth at gmail.com. Uh, eventually, we'll have a, a website, but we'll, we'll oh, see. Oh, it's getting that. there. Yeah. It's yeah. getting there. Yeah, I mean, in construction. Yeah, have a couple of keystrokes away from that. Oh, <laughs> well, well, well. But in any case, uh, please go ahead. If you liked our podcast, uh, rate and review our um, yes, podcast. Yes, please do. That would be really nice. Yes. To, uh, just to get the word out there for everybody. Absolutely. Okay. There's probably a bunch of podcasts out there about wealth. Probably. But not as good as ours. Probably not. That's the key. <laughs> That's the key. Um, and I know we always make that financial disclaimer, but it is a requirement because we're not really doing financial guidance in that sense. How are you, Van? It's been a while since our last uh, get-together. Oh, I'm good. I'm just really tired lately. Oh, why? Yeah. Well, you want to share with the world uh, what had happened? Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> at the time of this recording, I had my second baby was born Yay! about a couple of weeks ago. So the wife and I are still recovering from, Congratulations. from that. And Congratulations. Again, yeah, no, thank you. Thank you. And um I would say having a two-year-old doesn't really make raising a, an infant really easy. <laughs> Suck it up, man. I know, right? Suck it up. <laughs> yeah, considering when my, since my, my mom had six kids, so I, 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 I shouldn't say anything with only two. <laughs> that's right. Uh, also, make an announcement that I, I became uh, an uncle again. Oh, that's you know? true. Yeah, sure, so, congratulations. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, you know, I would want to make sure that the people in the, you know, my fans out there know about that. Of course. Of course. So, so uh, what else is new with you, Kevin? Or actually, I didn't even ask you the first time, so... What is new with you? What, uh, no, not really, not much. Um, I, I wanted to give everybody a little update on some of my goal setting, I guess. Uh, this is usually when we talk a little bit about how our financial goals are going. So, you know, I know Van's had his hands full with uh, babies and, and, and family members, but I have had more focus on mortgages. Oh. So, you know, I, I mentioned last time that one of the things I wanted to do was get it down to a 15 year. I feel like we're making progress. So I've kind of identified what needs to happen this year to be able to make that a reality by the end of next year. Wow. So I'm doing the planning there and making the extra payments that we need to do. Are you giving yourself a raise? Is that what's going to happen? Oh, well, you know, hey, <laughs> if things, you know, if, if it happens, it happens, you know. Also, Moved, uh, you know, again, I wanted to share this. I moved some money from my savings account to a higher yield interest account. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Sure. So that was one thing that I, I did. We finally did it. We were on, um, an online bank that yielded around like less than like 0.75% or something well, like that's, that. That's, that's as high yielding as you can get. Yeah, I know <laughs> these days, but it's better than the 0 0.01 that I get at, uh, at Chase. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I moved into another one. So that was kind of my two updates, uh, on my, I guess savings goal. So now I'm getting about 1%, which is, is neat. That's good. Yeah, That's I'll good. take it. Anything new on the financial front for you aside from, you know, babies and. So I did have a, t a chance to do my taxes recently. Oh, I'm, very actually, cool. I'm actually one step away. Actually, I literally one click away to just filing it right now. So I am, unfor unfortunately, I need to owe. Actually, I mean, you can see if it's a good or bad way. I mean, if you owe, that means that the government gave you free money for a while, True. right? True. But if you, you know, so I, you know, maybe that is a, a good thing, but. Yeah. 
But I mean, it's not, it's not like I owe an exorbitant amount. Gotcha. <laughs> well, that's neat. But I, actually, you know, speaking of mortgage, I actually did some fun calculations while the baby was in my arm the other okay. day. Okay. Well. And assuming that there's no crazy recession that happens within the next few years, yep. you know, and, and with the current rate of return I'm, I'm getting, I could probably, I could actually pay off the home within, I would say, seven years. Wow. But I, that's I'm, awesome. But I'm thinking that's probably not going to be the case. <laughs> well, you never know. You never know. But we'll see. What do, you, what do you think is going to be some challenges? Is it the daycare or some other expenses? Or are you including all that in that calculation? I'm including all that. Wow, that's that good. So you're just really like if Donald Trump doesn't do anything crazy, <laughs> like uh, take us in a war or something, but more or less you should feel like you I should be so. able to do so. But then at that point, you're going to, you know, you're going to have a bunch of money in, uh, in my, well, I'm going to have a bunch of money in the. I guess taxable account, and it's going to be tough to figure out whether or not I want to use that money to pay out the home or just let it grow or whatever, right? Oh, I mean, gotcha. I mean, again, first gotcha. world problems. <laughs> first world problems. No, that's <laughs> great, man. No. But we'll awesome. See. Again, it, it really banks on whether or not there's a recession, uh, a major one that comes up. Got it. Yeah. But more or less, if it's if it's kind of staying steady, seven to eight years, something like that. Yeah. Wow. Dang, I got to get there soon. Oh, man. No, that's but, awesome. But I mean, again, it's, it's all hypothetical at this point. Sure. It's, all, it's all math um, on paper. Got it. Got it. And this is like projecting out. Well, cool. Um, with that, let's, you know, what are we talking about today? I figure uh, 401k is a good topic, right? Yeah, I think that's something. So after this, uh, we'll come back and really jump into 401ks. Let's do it. So, Van, we're back. So, today, we're going to talk about the fun world of 401ks. Of course. Is that, is that, um... It should no. be fun 01k. Yeah. jeez. Oh, yeah, that's... Oh, geez, man. You should probably edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, uh, 401ks, I think, is a pretty cool topic that, uh, that is really interested, interesting for us to talk about because it's something I think you hear about a lot, but not a lot of people seem to really know exactly what it is. Um, it's a little complicated. Not everybody is eligible for it. So before we jump into all of that, I was thinking maybe you can just help us really define what a 401k is. Um, and in some ways that should really help us figure out like who should actually listen to this in some ways. Sure. So just to be, you know, from a basic point of view, a 401k is really just a retirement plan that you normally your employer would provide to help you save towards your retirement. I mean, back in the days, we would have something called a pension where after you work a certain amount of years, you get basically the, the company will reward you uh, for your loyalty by giving you, all, you know, a paycheck even yeah. after you retire. But those days are long gone. Like yeah, that. and uh, what's a pension, man? I haven't seen person come with a pension in a long, long time. Back in my day, but <laughs> but actually, I would say that pensions really are only exist in government. Uh, I would yep. say, and um, agreed. I'm not sure. I guess military and government is the only ones that I am aware of. I mean, some sure, other... there's probably some private companies that do yeah. it, but it's very rare now. I feel like exactly. Yeah. So, so I would say some some people who work in defense, for instance, if they are grandfathered and you know if they worked there for forty years ago, they're probably grandfathered into a pension. Yeah. But I mean, us young folk, <laughs> unfortunately, are uh, out of luck on that. Got it. So, is four hundred one k actual money? Is this like? Like, how does this even work? Like, where does the money come from? Is this something that I am 
you know, that you have to do out of pocket? How does that work? Oh, of course. Yeah. So again, this is not a free ride anymore, Kevin. Oh, so 401k right. primarily is actually just all anything that you contribute to it. Got it. So typically, if you don't typically, it's something that you always have to be consciously to, to put in. But there are some companies like my company, for instance, yeah. actually, even if you don't put in anything, they will actually, you know, put in their match into, uh, into the 401k for you automatically, Very even cool. if you do nothing. But most companies are not like that. So it's something that you, you yourself have to log in and contribute yourself. Got it. Okay. Any idea why it's called a 401k? Well, yes, I do. Because <laughs> I sure don't know. It's actually 401k is just a, um, a tax code in the IRS that, uh, that employers use for retirement. So in the, back in the days, it's just a, a way to kind of shelter money, um, away from it being taxed upfront. Okay. So it's just a section in the, in the tax code. Got it. Yeah. So it's just a thing that IRS uses. Correct. And it's been used by companies ever since. Correct. Okay. Got it. So it sounds like, so just to back up before we dive in even more into like what a 401k and how it works, it sounds like 401k, there's some, some sort of tie in with the companies. Is that how it is? It's, you said it's through your employer typically. Correct. Um, so does that mean if I'm not working or if I'm self-employed, can I still do a 401k? How does that work? So if you're not working, then technically you can't uh, contribute to a 401k. But Got it. That's not to say that you can't contribute to retirement. Um, yeah. Even if you're not working for a company that doesn't provide 401ks, there are other avenues that you can do to re- contribute towards retirement and also get all the tax benefits as well. Got it. Okay, so 401k is really just tied in to a retirement plan sponsored by or through your employer. Exactly. Got it. Okay. So you mentioned a little bit that there's uh, opportunities to do it outside of your employer. So what are those? Basically, outside the employer, there you actually have a lot more options. Okay. Uh, actually, is it a lot more? Maybe just two more options. Yeah. Basically, you can contribute to something called an IRA, which stands for Individual Retirement Account. Okay. And there are Two main ones that you, uh, as if you were working, uh, if you're not self-employed, meaning that you're working for a company, but let's say this company doesn't provide you a 401k, you can actually uh, contribute to a, a traditional IRA or a Roth IRA. Got it. And um, if you are self-employed, actually, you can actually um, contribute to something called a SEP IRA as well. Got it. Okay. So it just depends on your employment situation. Got it. It will determine you know, which one you can put in. Got it. So for the IRA parts of it, individual retirement accounts, we're just going to leave for another time in terms of the topic, right? Oh, yeah. So uh, today's podcast, we're really, really going to look at that 401k portion of it. Yep. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. anybody who doesn't have 401k, I, you, you still listen because eventually. <laughs> they just get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I mean, what if, what if you, you do work in a company that doesn't have 401k yeah, now, agreed. but later on. If you have a company that has it, then, I mean, this is yeah. still going to be useful information for exactly. you. Exactly. Exactly. And that's the key here. I think we wanted to do 401k first, uh, because it is pretty popular right. and a lot of big companies especially have them. Yeah. Because I don't, you know, you don't watch, you don't watch any TV show that says, yeah, I, I contribute to a traditional IRA <laughs> or a Roth IRA. It's always 401k, right? Yeah. That's exactly right. That's why, that, that's why we chose 401k to start with. But, uh, rest assured, we'll have a traditional and Roth IRA portion of this type of podcast in some other uh, future date. So in some ways, let's talk a little bit about, we, we talked about 401ks and the fact that it is with companies. You know, is it only big companies that offer it? Do small companies offer it? Or is there a certain type of company that offers it? You know, what are, what are some of the ways that we can answer, go about answering that question? Frankly, any company can offer it. It's okay. just whether or not the company chooses to or not. 
Um, I mean, there are some financial implications for a company mm-hmm. to to decide to cr- open a 401k plan for yep. their employees. But again, it's really up to whether or not the company wants to or has the financial ability to open a 401k. Got it. Because you still have to, yeah. uh, because it, there is a lot of costs for this, uh, for the employer. I w- at least I would imagine there are a yeah. lot of costs for the employer uh, on the back end to even open one up. Got it. Yeah. Why is it, why do companies even offer this? Do you think? There's actually a lot of ways. I think there are some tax benefits that they can offer from this. However, there's also a sense of uh, loyalty, right? Sure. Because in this world, since we don't have any more pension, most people can just, you know, there's not a lot of incentive to stay in one company for, you know, for the rest of your life. Yeah. So now because of the environment of people jumping one way or another, you have to be competitive to keep your employees. And this is one way for the company to be competitive and retain the employees. So it's usually offered as a kind of like an incentive or benefit. As part of your benefits package, right? Exactly. Or something like that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, we both have kind of personal experiences with 401ks. You want to talk a little bit about how, how does your work deal? Do you have a 401k number one, I guess? Uh, I don't really know, but, <laughs> and then does it, uh, you know, how does it work for you guys? So my company does provide a 401k. Okay. Just to, um, just to say, I would say all of my companies that I worked for had a 401k. Oh, really? I could hear some people go, well, good well, for you. Yeah, must be nice there, man. <laughs> but, I would say that it's basically the most, uh, I would say about 80% of my retirement today is in my 401k. So oh, uh, wow. that, that, that's how, okay. how much I'm invested in my 401k right now. And pretty much the way I've done it in the past, I've always just uh, went up to the match and I thought that was enough. But okay. lately, um, because I want to retire earlier and I want to uh, be better at saving, I've actually started to, uh, to max it out within the last couple of years, actually. Okay. So the max within the last couple of years was actually at 18,000 a year. And both my wife and I do that. Now. Got it. And we do in a way where, um, the, the great thing about, I, I would say with the 401k is that you can do it in a way. So it's really automatic so that it just takes it out of your paycheck, all, mm-hmm. all, you know, automatically before you even get your paycheck, um, you know, in your, in your checking account. Got it. Um, and I think that's a really good way to do it because if you had to physically write out a check every single month to do this, I mean, could you imagine <laughs> how many yeah. people would be dropping out or not yeah, even in, for in sure. invest? But even in, in this case, I would say not a lot of people are, I would, I would say that there should be more people investing in 401ks, but you know, they're not because yeah. it's, uh, I mean, it is money taken out of your, right. uh, out of your paycheck. Yeah. For sure. I want to unpack a couple of things there. There was some really good stuff there. Use the word match. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a little bit more about that. And you hear that a lot. Like, oh, do you, you know, when you talk about 401ks, people are always like, oh, I have a matching program or, or just uh, contribute up to the match. You know, what does the match, you know, quote unquote mean in this case? So the match just is again, in order to keep uh, the job market, your, the company competitive to keep yeah. their employees. The match uh, allows, gives the uh, employees incentive to, um, so for every dollar that you put into your 401k, your, mm-hmm. co- your company may or may not, uh, may, ma- uh, basically add another dollar to that 401k. To so match that way, it to match it, in other words. Got it. And that way, it, you know, because we don't have pension plans anymore, it just allows, it gives you more incentive to continue to save yeah. more. So for instance, uh, my company actually offers, a seven percent match. So I would, I have to, um, I can. They would match you dollar for dollar up to seven percent. But if I put in eight percent, then they're not going to match me that extra seven percent of your income. Of my so income. everybody's is going to be a little bit. The range is going to be a little bit different. Right? Exactly. Okay. Cool. So, I mean, what about you guys? You guys have a matching program too. So ours is not really a matching program. It's more of the. It's it's neat. It's it's uh it's. It's different in the sense that our company will put in even if you don't put anything in. Mm. So it's more of a contribution than it is a 
match, if you will. But in some ways, like I can put in more than, you know, I could put in 10% or whatever. Um, but there, that won't impact how the company decides whether or not they make a contribution. So right. words, ours is not really a truly a match program. It's more of a, I don't even know what you call it. I think it's just more of a contribution okay. or is it like a profit sharing or? Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's called a profit sharing in some ways, but it, so in some ways, it's just, it's just a pure, uh, donate or not donation, <laughs> pure contribution but in. You are probably, you know, these employees aren't charity. Well, no, <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I never know. I never know. So, um, but, yeah, but that's basically what matching is. It's just the, the employer is just giving you money. Gotcha. And it, when you, um, as an incentive for you to contribute to your retirement. Got it. So, but if you were to put z- like zero dollars or one percent, or let's say you put nothing, that means the company would put nothing. Most companies are like that. Uh, yeah. My company in particular actually gives you three percent off the bat. So if you do oh, zero, okay. it's kind of like what your company it's like does. a safe harbor kind of thing or something. Not necessarily safe harbor. It's just they automatically put three oh, percent into it. of your income into it. And got I would it. say that's not very common, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, but, but most companies they won't put any a zero dollars. Got it. So it's very possible that so some companies out there literally could just create the four one k plan for you, but then contribute nothing. Correct. That's possible. That is possible. It's also possible that they match up to some percentage. Correct. And then there's also possible that they don't do any type of match and they just make a contribution. Yes. Okay, cool. Well, gotcha. Well, I guess then in this case, my question for you is, why, well, why is 401k in this topic? Is impor- why is it important? Why are we even talking about it today? Well, it's important just because it's one of the uh, easiest ways for you to build wealth because it's something that you can just... Put, uh, set it and forget it and just, you know, con- just contribute on the side, um, on the background. And then, yeah. you know, 15, 20 years, 30 years later, you open your bank account and you go like, holy cow, I, I, you know, I have, I'm a millionaire yeah. <laughs> or something. Right. So it's just, it's one way for you to really just build wealth. And also another way is, it's actually a really good way to reduce your taxes uh, that you pay now. Because when you contribute to a 401k, you actually contribute uh, with a pre-tax dollar. So, uh, you know, so, Let's say, for example, let's say, for example, you make $50,000 a year. Yeah. So if you don't put any, you put 0% in your 401k, then your, the IRS is going to tax you at 50,000. Right. Let's, let's, let's set aside. Let's just make it easy. Yeah. Let's yeah, make sure. it easy. Right. Gotcha. But let's say you put in $10,000 into your 401k. So instead of taxing the government taxing you at 50,000, now you're getting taxed at 40,000, which mm-hmm. is, which you will get taxed at a much, you know, you'll be taxed at a lower, uh, I wouldn't say lower rate, but a lower amount. Yeah. Because you're in some ways, it's almost like you didn't make fifty thousand. You exactly. only made forty. Exactly. So what happens to that ten thousand? It's it's magic. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I mean that ten thousand is just is for you to save. Gotcha. Much. So it goes into your four hundred one k plan, mm-hmm. and then so you it's tax free. It's tax-free for now. Oh. Now, I mean, we, we could talk about later when you actually take that money out, then the government... Gotcha. Because Uncle Sam is going to want that money. Well, you know, there, right? I thought maybe Uncle Sam was helping me out, you know? Okay. <laughs> all right, all right. But, but, but in any case, you, you will get taxed on it eventually, but yeah. it's just you just won't get taxed on it now. Got it. But what about the money that your company... Let's say you had a matching program. That money is, you know, I put in $10,000. let us say that's... You know, it it doesn't hit the the cap yet, and they put in ten thousand. Is that ten thousand affect my taxes in any way? No, not not at the current tax. Not the current. Okay, right. cool, got it. Okay, well, let's talk a little about pros and cons, right? So we talked about why is this important. Let's talk a little bit about what are some of the benefits of contributing to four one k. Sure. So again, it's the main benefit I mentioned earlier is to really build wealth. So yep. I'll give you an example. So I, I know I, I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure a lot of the viewers or viewers, 
Yeah, just because you can see. <laughs> yeah, listeners there could be some viewers out yeah. there. Listeners um, understand, uh, know, or have heard of what compound interest returns are. So I'm going to give you an example of a compound interest math uh, problem, or not a problem, but math scenario. Scenario, yep. yes. So let's say you contribute five hundred dollars a month for thirty five years, and let's assume that you get an interest rate of uh, annual interest rate of about eight percent per year, and that's actually pretty much what the S and P five hundred is is at right now. It's eight, okay. roughly eight percent per year on average, right? Um, so at the end of 35 years, at, when you contribute $500 a month, you actually have about uh, a little over a million dollars in your account. Wow. And that, that's crazy because <laughs> if you think about it this way, um, within that 35 years, you're only putting in $210,000 in principal. So really your gains and profits are, you know, almost $800,000 wow. there. So you could kind of see that, you know, because uh, when you, when you contribute to your uh, long-term retirement, you have a lot of time for it to, um, basically, Gain a lot of interest yeah. and compound and so forth. So at the end of the, you know, at the end of your retirement, you should have quite a bit. Got it. So, and then this is, so you're, you're just basically saying putting 500 a month into your 401k. Mm-hmm. And this is not even about company matching, right? This is purely just you putting out of pocket. You can get a million. Correct. Wow. Yeah, correct. I mean, there, I mean, there are, um, and we could go into this a little bit later, but sure. I mean, I'm just assuming 8% because yeah. I'm using S&P 500, sure. but I mean, your investment may be higher, maybe yeah. lower. I mean, it, it really depends on what you invest. But in general, I would say the biggest power of 401k is just your contribution by, by itself. Yeah. And when Van is talking about S&P 500, of course, is one of the easy standard and poor market index. Um, it's pretty widely used as in a barometer of how... Right. You know, if you can get that percentage over time, yeah, it's basically a benchmark that yeah. everybody uses to compare whether or not, um, you know, the stock market is, go- gotcha. is doing well or not. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Um, what other benefits? So again, we talked about employer match. So again, employer match is, is really just free money. So if you're not taking advantage of that, yeah. then, you know, that's something wrong. <laughs> Cause, it, cause a lot of times going back to that idea of they'll match what you put in. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Right. And, um, let's see. So. We mentioned earlier there's a pre-tax deduction yep. I mean, that you know that that's you know, but also um, you can also I mean this is something that is kind of a little bit controversial but your 401k you can also use it as a um, take a loan out of it if you need to and again it's um, I would only recommend it if really to get out of a pinch if you're going to be out in the streets um, if you don't cash out your 401k or in some cases you know you could uh, buying a house may be a, a, um, a good scenario but yeah. again. You know, your 401k isn't really designed to be your bank account, but yeah. it, you just have that option to, to take, to withdraw money from it, um, in, in that, in, yeah. if you need to. Got it. So a little bit more advanced topic here, but, right. but I, I like, I wanted to dive a little bit deeper on that. Um, so when you're saying you can take a loan out of your 401k, so it's the amount that you've put in up until that point, do you have to pay interest on it or how does, so it, it's actually, um, that's actually a good question. So, the way it works is, let's say you have, let's say you have fifty thousand yeah. dollars in your four hundred one k, and let's say you need to borrow twenty thousand yeah. dollars. Now there is, depending on your employer, there there are certain terms and conditions. But the the one that I'm most familiar with is, you can always take out a lo- uh, that twenty thousand dollar loan if it was like a qualified event or whatever. Sure. Right? I don't recall what the qualified event Probably is. Probably like buying a house or something. Probably, or, yeah. I think that's medical case, expenses. I've, I've actually seen other companies where they, people can just take it out to buy a car, but I don't know. What? I don't know if that's what they claim on the paperwork. Right? I, but gotcha, I, I do I know gotcha. some people who do that, okay. which I would never. Explain. Yeah. But in any case, yeah, it has to be a qualified event. And there are some. Um, so, you know, so when you take out that $20,000, you have $30,000 in your 401k. So right. you have to still pay back that $20,000. So when you, t- um, you have to actually. 
figure out uh, or uh, make some kind of agreement with your employer to see how long of a loan do you want to pay back. Got it. Got and it. And the the cool thing about it though is like you do have to pay interest on it. Mm-hmm. However, that interest all goes all back to you. So because you're the loaner. Exactly. <laughs> like you are the loan. You are your bank at the, gotcha. at the moment, right? Very cool. But I would say the bad part about that though is like um, let's say you know because that you're pulling out that twenty thousand dollars. Those you know you. When you pull that out, the compound interest is not really working for those twenty thousand oh, right, no longer, right? right? Only mean, on the thirty. Only on the thirty. Less. So you're not gonna. You're gonna. You know. So if you're gonna take out a loan, I would say you have to pay that back fast. Right. I so mean, it's just really like just dipping in and then try to you know and then really got to pay it back. Exactly. I mean, don't think that you're gonna. You should pay it back in like ten or twenty years because. Oh, got this, it. Okay. I mean, that twenty thousand could easily be. 40,000 in 10 years where, um, you know, if you left it in your 401k, but if you took it out, then, you know, you lose all that opportunity cost. And then that whole compound interest, like you said, million dollars wouldn't be the case because for that period of time, you're only investing 30 versus 50. Exactly. Okay, cool. So that's uh, interesting. uh, There's actually one other caveat um, that I want to say is, um, so a lot of companies, if you take out a 401k loan, uh, you actually... If, let's say you get fired or you get laid off or for whatever reason. Okay. Um, a lot of companies actually require you to pay back that loan within 30 days. Oh, and okay. if you don't pay that loan back within 30 days, then you get hit with what they call, um, you know, with a 10% penalty. And then you can also get hit with ordinary income, but the tax. Got it. But I think we're, we'll talk more about that when we go into cons, but I just want to bring that up. Okay. Right yeah, well, let's, okay. let's get into, um, let's discuss some drawbacks to a 401k. Of course, those all sound like great things. And, um, you know, clearly there's, you know, let's just summarize. There's compound interest. There's the whole, it's like free money in some ways. You have the tax uh, benefits and then you could even utilize it as a financial loaning tool for yourself. But, what are some of the reasons a lot of people don't do it, frankly, man, you know, honestly, we talk about 401ks, like it's easy to say, sure, do it. But a lot of people don't, you know, I speak from experience. I know a lot of my coworkers don't contribute to 401k, even though it's free money or whatever you said. Uh, but why is that? What's, you know, why, why are there such hesitation on the part of certain individuals in contributing to a retirement account? Well, I would say the first one is probably just because of budget, right? Because sure. they're probably, um, a lot of them are probably um, living, Paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. So if you're living paycheck to paycheck, you're not going to have enough money to retire. Yeah. Right? Um, second, uh, second reason is, uh, the fact that re- the returns in the 401k isn't guaranteed. Sure. I mean, I, I right. mentioned 8% earlier, but I mean, if we have a, you know, we always, they always say that your past performance won't dictate your future performance. So it, you know, it's almost impossible to really predict how well your 401k yeah. is going to do. I mean, you could provide projections, but sure. projections are not, you know, it's like a crystal ball. Right, right, right. Because back in the days with the pension, I mean, as long as your company is still standing and um, has good fi- uh, financial standing as well, yeah. then your then your your retirement is guaranteed, basically. Yeah. But with 401k, I mean, it, this, there's really no guarantee with it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I would say another drawback is that there are penalties when you withdraw before 59 and a half. So 59 and a half in, from the IRS perspective is, um, the, the age where you, you can start pulling out money uh, from your 401k, uh, penalty free. I mean, you'll still be taxed, um, at the, whatever you take out. However, you won't get that 10% penalty. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Well, I, actually, that's a good point because I, I did have two follow up questions for you <laughs> on, on the whole, you know, I'm, I'm just putting myself in the, in, in the frame of mind of someone who, you know, either is thinking about doing a 401k or hasn't done it yet. And, you know, maybe listening to us. I guess one of the concerns you kind of brought this up when you leave a company, does it, does that mean you lose that money because it's a 401k that that employer sponsored? What if I get fired? What happens to that money? 
Oh, it just goes into my bank account. Oh, oh, is that right? <laughs> oh man, well, I don't want to do that. <laughs> Actually, if you get fired or you leave a company, the 401k money just just stays there. So it just okay. stays with your employer's 401k brokerage account. Got it. Yeah, but I still own it. That money. That's still my money. That's the employer money. doesn't touch it. What about the contributions the employer made on my behalf at that point? That's a very. That's actually a good point because sometimes uh, there are a lot of companies out there that basically the match it has to what they call vest in a certain okay. period of time. So vesting basically is like a maturity period, sure. right? So some uh, I've worked in a company before where you have to stay within one year uh, at the end of the year before oh, you can fully it. mature, so that way you got get that it. money. Got so it. if you leave before that one year, got then you're you're you know you're out of luck with that money. Got it. But in my current company, it gets um, what they call vested immediately, so every paycheck. So oh, again, nice. if I left you know tomorrow, then I won't really take that money with you. Exactly. Oh, okay. So. Okay, so vesting really means just the minimum threshold that you need to stay to get that money. Yeah, I mean, I like to call it like a maturity period. Got it. Okay, cool. And then the other question I had was was actually something you brought up at the last point about the penalties. I was going to say, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, maybe in the first year of the company or first five years of the company, and, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. You know, let's do the, let's make the contributions and all that. And then I realized, you know what? I actually don't, I want that money back. I want to buy something. How does that work? You know, you mentioned something about penalties. Uh, if you withdraw before 59 and a half, I guess we'll talk about penalties later. Oh, we can, or we we can talk, talk about, about just touching base on that. Like, cause I'm sure a lot of people are thinking, well, I don't want to put it in because it almost ties it up. Right? It does. It, it completely does. Yeah. So, I mean, that's actually one of the, um, that's a pretty big drawback is that it's not a money that is easily accessible, I would okay. say. And you really have to think of it as the money that you just put in a, in a vault and just keep it there. I mean, that's really uh, yeah. the, the way um, you can really benefit from it. But if you do need to take it out, so let's say the housing market crash and you're yeah. like, oh, wow, the houses are on sale right now. I would actually say that's probably a good, actually, would it be a good time? Because I'm thinking, because yeah, I'm actually I'm kind of backtracking because if uh, during that if the housing uh, if the housing market crashes and then the stock market also crashes, then yeah. you don't really want to sell when it's low, right? right. So I mean, well, I guess my question is, if you were to take it out, mm-hmm. there's penalties number one, right? Well, First and foremost, like I said, it depends if you take it out as a loan because there's something there's a. Two what if I just said I want it back? I just want, want my money back because I want to use it or whatever. Right. Then in that case, you would have a penalty. <sighs> yeah. yeah, because in that case, you would have if you're. Under 59 and a half, you would have the 10% penalty, and then it would treat your withdrawals as ordinary income tax as well. So, like, let's, you know, so it's, it's actually pretty big. So, I mean, they, they say, like, uh, if you do that type of withdrawal, let's say you, you make, let's say you make a hundred thousand a year, yeah. right? And then you, you withdraw, um, you know, 50,000 out of your, out of your 401k. Yeah. Then not only will the IRS, uh, Tax you ten percent off of the fifty thousand, but now the IRS sees that you're not instead of making hundred uh, hundred thousand, they're seeing you as making hundred fifty thousand. Uh, so you get taxed on okay. all of that. Why do they penalize me at all? Because it's just the it's just a way. I don't know. I mean, they're mean, big meanies. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's the government yeah. trying to say like you, you encouraging people to save for retirement and not really be on the welfare state. I guess I believe so. I mean, it's. It, I mean, we all know the dire state of Social Security. Yeah. So I think it's just a way for people to self fund sure. their retirement. Got it. And if if they allow it, uh, if it make it easier to basically remove, uh, you know, withdraw out of your four hundred one k all the time, then mm-hmm. how much retirement are you going to have left? Probably not true. much, right? That's true. Okay. Well, cool. Well, let's let's uh, take a break, and we'll come back and really dive more into the the meat of the conversation with regards to four one ks. Sounds good. Hey guys, this is Van. Just taking a quick sidebar here. 
Normally, I would much rather have Kevin do these sidebars, but as I am sitting here recording this episode, he is actually having a great time in Vegas right now, or at least I think he is. But he's probably getting drunk, maybe playing a little bit of craps with his 401k money, or I think a little bit of both. But you just have to listen to my sultry voice instead. Now, when we were recording this 401k episode, our intention really was to have it done within a single episode and maybe have it about an hour long. However, as Kevin and I got into the details, we went way past our target time. And because 401k is such a big part of our wealth, we didn't want to burn out our listeners so soon in our series. So this episode will actually be split up into two parts. So stay tuned as we'll conclude this riveting discussion of 401k next week. Again, as always, please rate, review, and share this podcast as we would love to spread the word about wealth. If you have any questions, comments, or have any other topics that we would like to discuss in a future episode, please email us at awordaboutwealth at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening and supporting us. We'll see you soon.